Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What is your celebrity family folklore? That's the question we're asking on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainers on vacation. Yay! Holly and I are here hanging with you. Hey! Hey! And Hope is here too. And Hope, let us know if anybody calls 651 641 1071. Yeah, we have a couple callers already. Perfect. So this is all based on the fact that Holly has a uh, family connection to Regis Feldman. He was at your aunt's first wedding, right, Holly? That's right. And we had a picture of Regis Philbin at this wedding at my grandma's house, hanging Naturally. up in the living room. Naturally. Naturally. As you do. So what is your family celebrity folklore? 651-641-1071. Who do we have first? We have Aaron. All right. Hi, Aaron. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Good. Thank you for calling. What is your celebrity family folklore? It's Johnny Carson. Oh, What's your intersection with Johnny Carson? Well, my father uh, was a photojournalist, and my mom and him, I have 8-millimeter film of Johnny Carson on his yacht in the 60s. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah. that's crazy. And my mom met him up again, and all these girls were all falling over him, and my mom wasn't because she was married. And he comes up to her, and he says, well, why aren't you falling all over me? She goes, because I don't like you. <gasps> <laughs> I love that. Plus, I'm married. Erin, that is the coolest story. Yeah, I finally got that over onto a disc, finally. Oh, my gosh. Too good. Erin, thank you for your call. Hope, who else do we have? We have Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Kathy, what's your celebrity family folklore? Well, mine is more of a a regional or, or more of a at home we'll take it we'll take it um well my grandparents and my my dad and his sister grew up lived in chippewa falls Mm -hmm. and my dad was not a big bragging kind of guy so i never knew this until after my aunt died we were cleaning out her house and we had to look at everything because she was a bit of a hoarder so i opened an envelope and it said you are we we request the honor of your presence at our daughter's wedding to, I think her name was Marie Leinenkugel. <gasps> My grandparents oh. were very, very good friends with the Leinenkugels. And so... Free beer for uh, everybody. Yay! Yeah. I I don't know if they got free beer, but I know that uh, my grandparents and my, my, my dad as a little kid and my aunt as a little kid went to the Leinenkugel wedding. 
That is wild. Kathy, thank yeah. you for that. That's so thank great. You. We will take local folklore. That works for us. Local folks. 651-641-1071. What is your family's celebrity folklore? Hope, do we have anybody else yet? Not yet. Okay. Do you have any hope? I don't. You don't? No. Not, um, not that, that I can think of right, right. now. I mean, but, usually if you've ugh. got one, it springs yeah. to mind. Yeah. Right? Like there was a rumor in my family, uh, that, or at least, I, I, at least as far as I recall, my dad, I believe, maybe went on a date with Lonnie Anderson. Maybe. Um, maybe. <laughs> also went to high school with Richard Dean Anderson. So Lonnie Anderson and Richard Dean Anderson went to my dad's high school for sure, which is kind of, you know, funny. And, you know, I don't, I can't, my dad has passed on, so I don't, I can't even, like, verify the story anymore. But I do remember just thinking that was amazing and looking at his yearbook to see these people who then later had become famous. Um, And then we have other, like, weird folklore in my own family, like my, like my husband. So... My husband, my husband went to um, Sundance with with our friend, who's an actor, and they were at a party. There's two stories that came out of that Sundance. One of them was that Rebecca Gayhart touched my husband's arm. Oh, the Noxema girl! I know. Like he he refers to it as the time Rebecca Gayhart touched my arm. I'm surprised he washed his arm again. I am too. Trust me. And every time we see, if every time she pops up on anything, which isn't that often anymore, she's married to Eric Dane, who was on um, Grey's Anatomy, my favorite show. Thanks anyway, for sliding that one in. You're welcome. <laughs> Anytime she pops up, he's like, she touched my arm. And then also at a different party at Sundance, Mr. Belding showed up. Dennis Haskins, Mr. Belding. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, so he's family folklore yeah, at our house. Dennis Haskins is thirsty anyways. Like, Okay, you have an intersection with uh, Mr. Belding. Yeah, so Mr. Belding played by an actor named Dennis Haskins. We all know what is going on here. We all know Mr. Belding, or at least if you watch Saved by the Bell. Anyways, so it was common knowledge in Los Angeles folklore that in Burbank... If you wanted to go and find Mr. Belding, you would know where to find him because he would hang out at this karaoke lounge called Dimples on Olive Mm. Avenue. And I made my girlfriend go there for her birthday. And sure enough, there is Dennis Haskins hanging out by the bathrooms. Creepy. And if if you asked him, well, then the the thing was, it's kind of like a Loch Ness monster Sasquatch experience. It's like, well, you got to get a photograph in order to make it actually happen. So there it didn't happen. Yeah. So I have a picture of my friend next to Mr. Belding. Next to the restroom? Next to the restroom. She didn't care, but I was like, I'm making you care. That's hilarious. (laughs) Also... I can't believe he hung out by the restroom. I know. I know. Do we have any other calls? Yes, Hope? we sure do. Awesome. Who do we have? We have Kristen. Hi, Kristen. What's your celebrity family folklore? Well, my dad graduated Yale with George H.W. Bush. Oh, oh no kidding. So, yeah, we've got him in my dad's yearbook. So See, that's isn't cool. that bizarre? I know. And do you, like, I mean, it's so, I, I because I, having had that experience of going back and looking at younger pictures of a person that everybody knows. I used to just sit there and study them. Do you do that? You know, I would, and it's funny, they had everyone's nicknames. I think George H.W. Bush's nickname was Poppy or something. Mm. So, yeah, kind of fascinating. That is really cool. Did he know him? 
you know what's really sad? My dad passed in 79, so oh. I don't know. Isn't I know? See, I know how that feels, where yeah. you want the answer to the question and you can't get it. Right. Oh, I'm with oh. you. Thank you so Thanks. much. And now it goes into family folklore. Yeah, Because exactly. that's the thing with these stories is that there Nobody might be, can verify. You can maybe verify a little bit, but there are these stories about encounters with celebrities that people in the family just pass along. It's just like I said. It's like I know that I know for a fact that my dad went to high school with Lonnie Anderson. I don't know for a fact whether or not he went on a date with her. But in family folklore, the story works. Do we have any other calls, Hope? Yes. Let's take Christy. Hi, Christy. Hey. Christy, what's your celebrity family folklore? So my family, my dad's mom, so my my grandma, Uh um, was friends with, um, her family was friends with Grant Wood, the artist. Oh, he would. She tells stories about how Grant would come over um, and play and throw a ball with him and have sandwiches and have picnics and things like that. That is so wild. Oh, cool. I love that. Yep. And they have my um, my grandma and grandpa passed away. But my my family has an original um, pencil drawing from Grant Wood that is on the back. It's signed um, that he gave to my grandparents for a wedding gift. Oh, that is so cool. And I bet that that. I was going to say that's like an heirloom right there. Yeah, for sure. Christy, thank you for your call. Um, That's it's just like, it's kind of fun to just review those things. I think about like, what are the stories that we're going to pass down to our own kids about our weird brushes with celebrity uh, at our house. And I'm sure my kids are going to have crazy stories. Like when I tell them about Vicki Lawrence, (laughs) actually they won't care about that. They don't oh, even no. know who she is. Oh well, you're, you, you know your your husband will be able to be like, "This was the arm that was touched yes, by, by Rebecca, Rebecca Gayhart." Again, what is she up to? Nobody knows. Um, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Kim and Kanye. It looks like um, the Kardashians are kind of closing the loop on the big stories of last week around Kanye West. We'll bring you the latest after this on My Talk One Hundred Seven One. Well, just to kind of uh, bring everybody up to speed on where we are with the story involving Kanye West and the Kardashians, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Hey. Hope is at the controls. Hi, Hope. Hello. So um, last week, it was, we really kind of, if I can just be really honest, kind of struggled about how to best talk about what we were seeing from Kanye West regarding um, the uh, campaign rally he held and some of the statements he made at that campaign rally and following that on his Twitter account, um, things about his daughter North and uh, his marriage to Kim Kardashian. And it was late last week um, that Kim Kardashian did uh, address what was happening with her husband, Kanye West. And she said that she has hesitated to talk about his mental health struggles because that's his business and that's their family. Um, but she but she verified that he was going through a difficult time. And um and and that and we remarked about the fact that she had really responded with some compassion. Yeah. Um and it was a beautiful statement. 
And now we're kind of closing the loop on the other side of the weekend. Right, Holly? Right. So on Saturday, Kanye West publicly apologized to Kim on Twitter. So he wrote the following. This was Saturday afternoon. He said, I would like to apologize to my wife, Kim, for going public with something that was a private matter. I did not cover her like she has covered me. To Kim, I want to say I know I hurt you. Please forgive me. Thank you for always being there for me. You know, and what's interesting to me about that is that that was clearly an effort to smooth it over for the public. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Otherwise, you don't do that necessarily on Twitter. Um, right. But but there was probably a need to publicly atone for for what statements he had made. Sure, because he made those statements public mm-hmm. that, he, that he wanted to get a divorce from Kim Kardashian and inclu- uh, accusing Kris Jenner of all sorts of things. So those statements were made public, so then now kind of closing those statements with an apology publicly you know i'm you know what makes me curious about that and i i have i'm not speculating i'm well, i'm not doing anything that anybody else may have done um or hadn't done hasn't done which is wonder if that truly came from him you know that yes that is a honest right? speculation to have because we know that the kardashian jenner's have constructed their own space-time continuum. Yeah. In as much as that Kris Jenner, Kim Kardashian, all of these people who are in the Kardashian-Jenner world construct narratives for us to consume very thoughtfully and very carefully. Yeah. And so then one must ask themselves, well, okay, is that a genuine sentiment from Kanye? Or was that you need to make this statement because we need to close the loop on this in order to move forward in a way that behooves everyone involved? Yeah. So, I mean, oh, yeah, this is why it's so hard to to navigate conversations around the Kardashians. Totally. Because things happen on a different timeline and also things happen in a way they think about their world or their lives in storylines. Yeah. Right. So each storyline has an arc. And I I know that it's so obvious. It's so obvious when I say this, but the world doesn't work on storylines. Like when you tell the story of what's going on in your life, it very likely doesn't have a tidy ending. It doesn't have like a you can't quite package an episode of your life in the way that they package an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. So the public-facing storyline of the Kardashians is always a tidy storyline. Right, and last week was an exercise reading Kanye West. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Sweet tweets and seeing uh, how he was acting publicly. That was a case of going off of the contained storylines. Yeah. That was someone having some genuine, authentic, emotional um, experiences in a public way that was not scripted scripted or premeditated. Yeah. And so then you ask yourself, okay, well, th- is this a continuation of that? Or were there interventions involved saying, look, Kanye, you've got this really big deal with the gap. You have all of these things. To, you have these children that you need a personal, professional life. Right. If you don't say this... And you don't make this statement and you don't public publicly apologize. It could jeopardize what we have been working towards for arguably decades. And so this wasn't the only um, sort of response to that we saw um, because page six also reported not something public, but that he seems to have sought some help. Yeah, so they published some photographs of Kanye and Cody Wyoming on Saturday. That's where he lives and where he hangs out. And that a source tells Page Six that he took himself to the hospital near Cody Wyoming and that he has uh, been experiencing a lot of anxiety and that he is uh, getting treatment for some of the things that he's experiencing. So also, again, kind of closing the loop in, in that being public in a way that... Kanye West going to the hospital and seeking treatment doesn't have to be public necessarily unless I, I unless they want it to be public. Right. You, they're they're communicating and closing this narrative loop saying, well, now Kanye is getting help. And then also speaking of closing the narrative loop. So um, what does it Here's people dot com. It's an okay. exclusive. Okay. What does exclusive mean? It means the call is coming from inside the house. Exactly. So this is an exclusive story from people dot com. And. Who's usually giving those calls inside the house? Well, that's usually, uh, that's going to be Kris Jenner. Yeah, concerning the Kardashian-Jenners, mm-hmm. it's it's always Kris Jenner. Mm-hmm. So, a source tells people that Kanye seems much more relaxed and chilled out for the past couple of days. Okay, so this is really interesting um, because, okay, I'm going to... And I will add that the source says, speaking to his apology, yeah, he definitely understands that he upset Kim. He feels very bad about it. And it's obvious that he still loves Kim. So here's the thing that I find interesting about this story um, is that Kim very publicly said, I don't usually talk about this publicly because it is a private matter. Here's but here's what's going on. And I ask for, you know, like some compassion around it. Right. I'm paraphrasing. But what I find really interesting is these storylines or these 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 episodes um, of strife in the Kardashian family, they do have a way of publicly resolving. And that's what we're seeing right now is the public resolution of a Kardashian storyline. And I'm not saying I'm entirely suspicious of it, but I'm entirely suspicious of it. We're totally suspicious of it. (laughs) When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags. D-bags! We're going to tell you about them when we come back on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. 
My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Train. Nope. 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 Bradley Trainer is on vacation, a much deserved vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here hanging out with you, bringing you till three o'clock. Lori and Julia will take over then. Um, But in the meantime, in between time, um, we would like to take this moment to highlight those celebrities behaving badly. We call them D Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. It's not a day of the week without a big old D. How true that is. Um, Mine's a D-bag update. So remember Friday, my D-bag was Gwyneth Paltrow, which she's a frequent flyer. um, But but, um, today I just want to update you on how this all went. So on Friday, she was my D-bag because she was answering a question that nobody asked, which is a thing that she does regularly. Like, she's incredibly talented at being like, hey, here's some information you didn't ask for, but I'm going to give you anyway, and you might be grossed out by it, but I don't care. So she told, she was on a podcast with um, my friend um, Rob Lowe. I met him once, so so you guys were friends. Obviously, he remembers it. (laughs) Obviously. No, but um, he, she told Rob Lowe, Gwyneth Paltrow did, that uh, she adored his wife and that they had met when Rob Lowe's wife, Linda Burkoff, I think is her name, was doing, um, she was doing makeup for Gwyneth Paltrow's mother, Cheryl Burkoff, sorry. Cheryl Burkoff was doing um, Blythe Danner, Gwyneth Paltrow's mother's makeup for a movie and Gwyneth was like 15 years old and she was like, here's the deal. I loved your wife because... She would, like, go outside with me and take smoke breaks. Gwyneth was 15. Oh, I'm so rebellious. I'm going to have smoke break. (laughs) And then she exclaimed that um, Cheryl Burkoff taught Gwyneth Paltrow how to um, maneuver a certain sex act. Now, it's a certain kind of job Mm. that requires a lot of work Mm -hmm. sometimes when the wind is blowing it Mm -hmm. becomes quite difficult how true this is Mm -hmm. but here's the thing this didn't even occur well it did occur to me because i'm always thinking about this like what what are the children going to do when they google their parents and these are the stories that come up right Gwyneth Paltrow's kids are teenagers, but Rob Lowe's aren't. Rob Lowe has adult children. So on Friday, John Owen, who's uh, Rob Lowe's 25-year-old son, um, reacted to this news. He tweeted out a picture of an article from Yahoo Celebrity. Gwyneth Paltrow reveals the sex tip she picked up from Rob Lowe's wife. John Owen Lowe wrote, 2020 has been a wild ride. But this has settled it for me. I choose death by murder hornets. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, gosh. You, oh. This is all I'm trying to say is think about the children. Well, somebody, please. Nobody wants to hear that story about their mother. No. Nobody does. I don't care if you're a celebrity or not. I don't care how enlightened you are, Gwyneth. I don't care. Nobody wants to hear that story. Well, it is just... It, it goes to the point, Colleen, that you were also, making. Also, I don't want to hear that story. I don't, I don't want to hear that story either. It's one of those things where it's Gwyneth Paltrow tries to be very self-effacing. 
Yeah. And trying to be very humble by sharing the story about the time when she was a teenager that the cool older person told her how to do a job that requires being in a blowing in the wind. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, mm-hmm. but in that telling, it's an overshare that ultimately nobody asked for. And there are other ways that you can be relatable than sharing that on Rob Lowe's podcast. Yes. I just, ugh, she's, <laughs> ugh. Poor John uh, Owen. My thoughts and prayers with John Owen today. Well, and all the other low brothers. Even though John Owen is 25 years old, right? it's just something that you never want to hear about. Nobody wants to hear about that. You understand that certain things probably took place between It's an unspoken parents. thing. It's just like you just, don't... Yeah. We don't Ooh. need to talk about it. No, we don't. Who's your D-bag, Halls? Well, thanks for asking, You're Colleen. welcome. It's actually kind of a D-bag throwback because Ooh. this D-baggery happened back in 2003. My D-bags of the day are the producers of the, of the movie The Italian Job. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of jobs... Speaking of jobs... So... I don't even know what that is. Oh... Do you okay? So the movie The Italian Job came out in two thousand three, and it was a remake of a sixties movie starring my boyfriend Michael Caine. Oh, of course, and it had to do with a heist and Mini Coopers. Do you, does that at least ring sure. a bell for you? No, nope, so, but I'll go with it. <laughs> the remake. So the remake was made in two thousand three. It starred Mark Wahlberg, Charlize Theron. Edward Norton. Mm-hmm. It was about a group of thieves and they were driving Mini Cooper. So there was a lot of car stunt work. <laughs> oh I know. Gosh. Sell it. Wow. I mean, it was a hit. I love it. Back in 2003. So this story comes to us courtesy of Charlize Theron, one of the movie stars. She was doing a Comic Con at home panel on Friday, talking about being a badass woman in the action film genre. Love it. So great panel. Recommend it. It's on YouTube. But she told the story and many stories about dealing with sexism in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. particularly when you were making action movies. She dealt with this when she was making the movie Aeon Flux, which came out a couple of years after the Italian job. She was talking about the fact that it was really challenging to find roles for women to be awesome and kick butt. And that she's always been looking for them, but now she's finally kind of found her niche after Mad Max Fury wrote. Anyways, so she tells this story about doing training for the Italian job, because there's a lot of stunt driving in this movie about Mini Coopers. And she was talking about the fact that there's a lot of misconceptions around women in the action genre. And she told the story about the producers of the Italian job. She was the only person on the cast who was made to do six weeks more stunt driving training than any of the men that were cast in the movie. Um, Was it because she wasn't excelling at stunt driving? You, you would think, Colleen, maybe she had some trouble. Right. But no, it was because she had a vagina. Oh, I hate it when that happens. I hate it when that happens. Okay. Because she was a woman. Oh. She said there was real pressure to pull off these stunts with the actors. There was a very unfair process that went with that. I was the only woman with a bunch of guys, and I remember vividly getting the schedule in our pre-production, and they had scheduled me for six weeks more hard training than any of the guys she said it was just so insulting. You know what's so interesting about, well, it's not interesting. It's the way the world works. So welcome. Welcome. To, welcome, welcome to, to Earth. Welcome to planet Earth, mm-hmm. where you will be judged. Is that, and this is, oh, okay. Nope. Well, I, gotta, I gotta, like, I gotta 
tone it down. You feeling fiery? I do. I feel fiery. Because Charlize Theron said that the difference in the way that she was treated on the set of the Italian job because she was a woman put a real fire under her bleep. Well, I bet it did. Because here's the thing. The people who wrote that schedule did not realize... I'm I'm being generous in saying I doubt they actually overtly thought we need to give her more because she's a woman. But I bet that they had a number of other reasons why they gave her six weeks more of this intense training, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they were able to convince themselves as a result of that that it had nothing to do with the fact that she was a woman. Right. They want it. Well, the problem is the woman knows. The woman. The woman always always knows. knows. Exactly. She knew what was going on. So she said of being given six weeks additional driving training on the set of the Italian job. She said, like, all right, you guys, you want to play this game? Let's go. And she said, I made it a point to outdrive all those guys. She remembers, I vividly remember Mark Wahlberg halfway through one of our training sessions pulling over and throwing up because he was so nauseous from doing 360s. Mm-hmm. So it was proving the point exactly. This six weeks additional training has nothing to do with my ability to or to not drive these Mini Coopers. Mm-hmm. And it has everything to do for you prejudging my abilities to pull off stunt driving simply because I'm a woman. You're not outright saying it, but a lot of times... This kind of sexist stuff is very subtextual. I get, but the thing, oh, <laughs> oh no, the oh, fire, no. the fired flames, flames, flames on the side of my face. <laughs> the frustrating thing is like, and I get it. I understand where it comes from because I've done it. You've done it. We've all done it. That moment when you are like, I'm being underestimated because I'm a woman. And you think the way for me to, to deal with this is to, overprove myself and that is the emotional labor that i'm so sick and tired of is the idea that in order for me to prove that i didn't need the accommodation that you gave me before without even talking to me about it is to work doubly hard but that never is noticed right and that's what's frustrating is that I don't I can't even finish the topic because I'm so frustrated. <laughs> well, I will tell you that it's the Comic Con at home panels about a half hour long. It's and worth it, it sounds it, like. It's worth it. Charlize has definitely done the work and I very much appreciate her work in putting females at the forefront of being protagonists in action films. And she's really doing the work. She has a new movie out called The Old Guard on Netflix right now. Uh, she also has starred in movies like Atomic Blonde, Mad Max Fury Road, Ian Flux, the ones that we discussed. So She is a force. She is a force. And you know what? She has faced a lot of adversity in all of these little, I guess for lack of a better word, we could call it microaggressions. And yeah. she has made it a point to fight against those kinds of behaviors on movie sets, to make movies and to tell stories about women that are strong, that are forward-facing, and she... Kudos to her. That's her her payback. I love it. Go on with your bad self, Charlize Theron. Um, Thank you for walking so that we can fly. Is that how it goes? Sure. Running so we can... Whatever. Thank you is all I'm trying to say. (laughs) I'm going to breathe. And when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, 
Um, we have to talk about a publicationship because now we're just being trolled. We're just being trolled by a publicationship we call Hake. What is a publicationship, Holly? A publicationship is a relationship in service of celebrity. And uh, what is Hake? Hake is Julianne Hoff and Brooks Lake. They're trolling us, y'all. We'll tell you about it after this on My Talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is off. He'll be back next week. Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you today. Hey. 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 Uh, we got to talk about a publicationship. Uh, what is a publicationship, Holly? A publicationship is a celebrity relationship in service of celebrity. And um, the one that I want to talk about is Hake. What is a Hake? A Hake is a Julianne Huff and a Brooks Lake. <sighs> so bring us up to speed on what we know about the two of them. They were married for a couple years. Then when we started quarantine, they were quarantining separately. And then what? And then they decided to get a divorce conveniently after photographs of Julianne Huff were spotted out and about. She's hanging out with somebody else. Then there's this podcast and it's thirsty. But Brooks is still working out with her brother, Derek Huff. And they're all getting all swole with bands in Idaho. I mean, it's just a mess. It also includes dry humping air. It's true. That, uh, that that happens with Julianne Huff. That is a thing. Is oh, a gosh. Thing. Which stick a pin in that, okay? Because I do want to talk about Kinergy mm-hmm. in a moment. Air humping. It's true. But um, the reason why I'm bringing them up right now is because they are trolling us. And they are trolling us hard. Because last we heard, they were basically doing the Julianne Huff version of conscious uncoupling. Which... She is a she wants a piece of whatever Gwyneth Paltrow has. Oh, yeah. So it is not out of this world to assume that she has sort of learned about conscious uncoupling from her buddy Gwyneth. Um, And by the way, they don't call it conscious uncoupling. I don't think anybody does that anymore because Gwyneth kind of owns that. Yeah. And it's very passing. It's very 2011. It's so 2011. But she did when they when they did break up. Um, they made a joint statement to People Magazine where they said, we have lovingly and carefully taken the time we've needed to arrive at our decision to separate. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, they are partying together. What? So this is why I'm saying they're trolling us. Rude. One of the things that we've been fascinated by uh, this publicationship about, about this, whatever, the thing that fascinates us about them is that they have continued to ride this publicationship train even in the absence of a relationship, right? They said they were separating and they still have been able to like garner headlines for how they're doing. Well, here's the latest. Juliana Huff celebrated her 32nd birthday and she had a pool party. Fun. And one of the uh, people who was at the pool party was her husband, Brooks Lake. Oh, uh, exactly. So her BFF, Nina Dobrev. And how do I know Nina Dobrev? Is she? She's an actor. Is she? Okay. Mm-hmm. So she uh, was at the party and she Instagrammed a photo and video and some pictures of Juliana Huff jumping into the pool to swim with her ex or her husband soon to be ex-husband Brooks Lake. Oh. And this was the this was the caption. Now that's how you stick a landing. Oh. Oh. Um ah. 
I feel like we're being trolled. We're totally being trolled, and it's obnoxious, Colleen. We are so being trolled that the two of them... Now, breakups are hard sometimes, and sometimes there's a little back and forth. Right. When you decide to break up, and then maybe you're hooking up a little bit, maybe you're doing this, and maybe you're doing that. But it doesn't even look like these two are hooking up. It's just that simply they let want to hang out with each other. And it's on full public display for everyone to consume. Well, and the, and then the point of that, without any explanation, is to get people talking. Everybody's talking yeah. about the like, two Are they of back them. together or are they apart still? I just don't know. And the, Well, this goes back to... So Bradley last week mm-hmm. brought a theory, a publationship theory, about Julianne Huff and Brooks Lake. In as much as this whole reuniting, hanging out at the pool party, just like she's like flashing her crotch towards him in this picture Mm -hmm. and he's smiling at it. That the whole thing is being constructed so that Julianne Huff and Brooks Lake can reunite and then do a publicationship thing. Could be a podcast, Mm -hmm. could be a show. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. Could be a part of her Kinergy that they're going to come together and start giving relationship advice yeah. for the new millennium. I am not shocked at all by that idea, and I believe it wholeheartedly. Like, we don't need to be defined by anything. We don't have boundaries. I'm, I can flash my crotch to my to my husband, and he can wakeboard with his dog and work out with my brother <laughs> and get swole all at the same time. And we can all dry hump tables. Mm. Okay, so speaking of the dry I humping. Love, I mean, I just, let's just get back to the dry humping of can the tables. Can we talk about Kinergy? So on her, what is it, Instagram, I was, I found myself taking a deep dive in her Instagram. Ooh. I know. And one of the things is like, because I think that there's a video, I think you can video Kinergy now. And listen, I don't want to knock it. I don't want to knock like whatever... Here's my problem. I can't figure out what Kinergy wants to be. Does it want to be like a Beachbody fitness style thing? Does it want to be yoga? Like some sort of... So I watched the beginning of a Kinergy session that she apparently did over Zoom, maybe with many, many people. And she starts it just by like warming up and she's just like, wake your body up, give it a pat. We've all been just sitting here for a long time. Just pat your body to wake it up. We're going to move through all the elements, fire, water, air, and whatever the fourth one is. Earth. Earth. Thank you. And we're going to move through them all in this Kinergy session. But just first, just get started waking your body up with this sway. And she's swaying back and forth. And, you know, it it sort of flashes to the other people's but I'm thinking to myself, what is Kinergy trying to be? Is it trying, like, it's, I can't get my arms around it, is all. I don't, well, I don't really, oh. so looking at Kinergy, mm-hmm. Julian Huff's original idea for Kinergy, now I'm getting this from womenshealth.mag.com, okay. is it partly to be the soul cycle of dance and that it's full blown movement. But the long and short of it is it's a fitness regime. When you look on the website for Kinergy, mm-hmm. they have legs and butt classes. They have cardio chest and back classes, which are pretty fitnessy. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're packaged in new age ideas for earth and fire, fire and fire, fire and water with your abs. And so arms. it's a gimmick. So it's totally a yeah. gimmick. And, and they're using this gimmick 
connecting with your whole body. It's just it's just a selling point. This is the same stuff that Jane Fonda was doing 40 years ago, that Susan Powder was doing 30 years ago, and that Richard Simmons was doing too. But this is just her brand, and she's trying to go goop. She's trying to do the kind of mm, yeah. the mind-body stuff, which at the end of the day... If you know what you're getting yourself into, fine. You know what? She wants to sell her fitness stuff, and this is the branding that she wants to do it in. So be it. You know, we we all we all got to hustle. Oh my gosh! And this is and this is her hustle. But it just understand that if you are doing a Kinergy class by Julianne Huff, it's just like leg and butt day. That's all. It's so funny though because I'm reading this like refinery. T- I'm not reading it. I'm I I opened it and I saw words. <laughs> Uh, a refinery29.com article that this is the headline. I tried Juliana Huff's Kinergy and it made me cry. I'll be reading that later. Oh, please. And read it, read it, eyes. read it, and I can't wait and for the report, of the report. Read it and weep. Oh. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, do you prefer to be too hot or too cold and why? 651 641 1071. We'll talk to you after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.